Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high-achieving, goal-oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 76, Deprivation and Social Injustice. Hello, hello, hello. Do you guys like the new intro to the podcast? I just want you guys to know that I coach all high-achieving, goal-oriented, badass women who are sick of their battles with over-drinking and being stuck on this auto-repeat cycle of saying they won't drink and then constantly don't follow through. And I've heard from so many of you saying that what I teach works, but you don't have kids, and so you aren't sure if my programs are meant for you. And I want each of you to know that, yes, of course, I can help you. Many of the women in my programs don't have kids. And I just teach through a lot of my own personal stories. And because I've had, I have kids, you'll hear, you'll hear me talk about that dynamic a lot. And if you're good with that, I welcome all of you. All right. Now I'm going to talk about something that's very controversial. And I want you to stick with me, with me here. All right. Especially if you've been following along for a while. And it's about racism. And it's controversial. And I know I'm not going to get it right. And it's uncomfortable. And it's supposed to be. Okay, if I hadn't done my work on changing my thoughts around alcohol or my dad or my husband or my past or myself, I wouldn't be open to thinking about my own blindness to how I could be racist. Okay, listen, and I also know that that word is loaded. No one wants to be called a racist, including myself. Okay, and we associate with racism with hoods and burning crosses and big hateful injustices, right? But there is a subtle, unknowing racism that exists in all of us, especially if we are white and brought up in this white society. So please hang with me here for a second. I have a very large platform, especially through this podcast, and I'm going to use it when I feel called to do so. And this is one of those times to stay in integrity with who I am and who I want to be in this world. I feel inclined to share my perspective on this topic. And I understand that it will make some people not listen anymore, and that's okay. I understand if you don't like it, and that is also okay. I decided a long time ago in my own journey to change my life and to stop over drinking that I wasn't going to stop, or I was going to stop worrying what people thought of me. Okay? The only thoughts that truly matter are my own, and I want to think I am doing the right thing here. That's what's important to me. If I were to, if I was to worry about pleasing everyone and being so deluded that I never offended anybody, I would have never recorded one podcast episode and gone up against what our society believes is the only way to stop over drinking, which is AA, right? Or traditional recovery methods. I don't buy that. And I believe we need to find our own way to solve our over drinking issue. And I'm thankful I get to offer a different perspective. And for me, talking about racism and the unparalleled of black lives versus white lives in this country will be no different. I know it's going to be controversial and it's going to be uncomfortable for some people, and I'm open to all of that. And if you have been following along, you also know that I rebel against normalcy. You guys shouldn't be surprised by this now. I am not a vanilla, eager-to-please woman who wants everyone to love me. 
That is not why I'm here. This is not a popularity contest. I am here to help you change your life so that you don't need alcohol to get through it. Okay? I'm going to challenge the way you think. And it might feel uncomfortable for you to hear it. And I want you to be curious about that. Be open to hearing something new. And if you can, you might learn something here that can change your life forever. Okay? If you guys can believe that our society influences the amount of alcohol we drink, such as seeing alcohol in every commercial, TV show, movie, on social media, the whole mommy juice culture, how we glamorize alcohol, how we accept it's okay to drink during the day, on the weekends, and on vacation. Okay, so if you can accept that and how our society influences us without how much alcohol we consume then you can see how we might be influenced about race, okay? If you can see how our society influences how much you're drinking and you are drinking a lot and you notice that, you know that you might be influenced by those societal messages, right? Another easy way to identify how our society influences us is to look at how women have been told to behave and look and dress in our society. We're told We shouldn't be too skinny, not too fat, not too outspoken, don't dress too sexy, right? We are told to keep the peace, let the man lead, know our place. If we get too out of line, we offend and turn people off, right? So you can agree that our society does influence us in these ways. You might be open to seeing how our society has influenced us to value white more than black, Okay, and I've recently had my eyes open wide to this where they haven't been before. I didn't think I was a racist. As a matter of fact, if you had asked me a month ago (laughs) if I was, I probably would have gotten extremely defensive and told you all the evidence of how I wasn't racist. Okay, but over this past week or so, I have seen how I am and now I'm trying to be anti-racist. And I'm not going to get it right, and I feel awkward as hell, and I probably am making a ton of mistakes right now and offending all sorts of people, and I apologize for that. But I am willing to get it wrong and to offend people on my way to getting it right. I do want to be an ally for black people. I don't want to ignore what is going on right now. And I swear to you, if this had happened three years ago, if this uproar had happened three years ago while I was still over drinking, I would have just kept scrolling, I would have unsubscribed, I would have said, Not my problem. I promise I would have said that. I wouldn't have seen my own racial tendencies, okay? Well, because of this work and my own transformation and learning how to think differently in all of the areas of my life, I am now open to thinking differently about racism. The same thoughts I had or didn't even know I had for my whole life have contributed to the gap of unequality between black and white people. I am taking responsibility for it and vowing to make changes. And I'm not just changing my thoughts. I'm taking real action. I'm donating money. money, I've marched. I'm sharing. I'm having very difficult conversations with very close family members and friends. I'm attending diversity classes. I'm reading books. All the things, okay? And if I can think differently and take action while being a white, privileged American woman, you can too. Just like if I can stop over drinking after 20 years of over drinking and changing my thoughts about all of it, you can too. And listen, I am not claiming to be an expert expert on the racial injustices at all. If you want an expert to follow, please do your own research on that. Read the book, White Fragility, 
attend some classes, go to a Black Lives Matters march, listen to the speakers there, ask questions, figure that out. There are better people than me leading those efforts, okay? I just want you to know that I am open to thinking about all of it differently and I'm not going to stay blind to this issue. I also want you to know that I'm not going to slow down talking about how to stop over drinking. There has never been a better time for us to stop numbing ourselves and to show up for what matters in this world. And we can't have growth or change in our lives, let alone growth and change in our society, if we are over drinking on the regular, right? Okay, part two, (laughs) deprivation. I want to talk to you guys about this idea of deprivation. So have you guys ever said this to yourself before? I don't want to feel deprived. Well, you guys are not alone, right? (laughs) It's a very common thought we have when we are trying to cut back or lose weight or stop over drinking, right? It usually pops in our brains before a social event or a vacation or a Friday night or a tough Tuesday after work. I love coaching my clients when I when I see them having this thought, and this is why. Just like all emotions, deprivation is an emotion, and it doesn't just happen to you when you are trying not to drink or eat all the chips. We think if I don't have drinks and snacks at the party or on the weekend, I'll feel deprived. And then we make a decision to have the drinks and snacks because we don't want to feel deprived. Often we don't even experience the feeling of deprivation, but the idea, the thought of us feeling that in the future drives our decisions to eat or drink before it even happens. Are you following me here? Or we get to the party and we plan to not drink all the drinks and we're thinking, this sucks, I want to drink, everyone else is drinking, why can't I have a few drinks like everyone else, I should be able to drink, and then we actually do feel deprived, right? But I want you to see that it's not the fact that you aren't drinking or eating that is causing the feelings of deprivation. It's just your thoughts, those thoughts, I want to drink, everyone is drinking, why can't I have a few drinks like everyone else, I should be able to drink. Those are the thoughts that are causing the deprivation, okay? I want you to know that deprivation just doesn't happen to you. You have to have thoughts, (laughs) sentences in your brain to feel deprived. And I wonder what you could think if you don't want to feel deprived, right? Ask yourself that. Write that down. What could I think if I don't want to feel deprived? And then listen to to what your brain says, okay? But before we get into that, I want to evaluate this idea of deprivation. And I actually looked up deprivation in the old Google, and this is what the definition said. The damaging lack of material benefits considered to be a basic necessity in a society. I'm going to read that again. The definition of deprivation is the damaging lack of material benefits considered to be a basic necessity in a society. Okay, (laughs) now we throw around this world deprived like it's candy, right? (laughs) But in reality, we don't need alcohol to survive or cupcakes or chips for that matter. We need food to survive. And if we couldn't access food, then we would would be deprived, right, of a basic necessity. So in my opinion, to say that we are deprived if we're not having a drink at a party is a far cry from the reality, right? Right. The reality here is that you have a desire for the alcohol, and when you are in situations where other people are drinking, you want it. It's called desire, not deprivation. You want it, but have chosen not to have it. It's an unmet desire for the alcohol. You aren't being held back from a basic necessity. All right, (laughs) y'all? 
So getting back to real deprivation, I want you to look at your life and look at all the years you've said you wanted to change and how much you drink, right? And how much you drink or you wanted to lose weight and how often you don't really follow through on those desires. This idea that you are depriving yourself of a glass of wine is actually depriving you of your life. You're depriving yourself of the life you actually want to be living. The one who dreams of not thinking about drinking and dieting all the damn time. Who is sick and tired of waking up sick and tired. Who keeps saying, I'll start tomorrow, but never does. When you say you don't want to be deprived, and then you drink and eat all the things, you are actually depriving yourself of a life that could be so much bigger and brighter than having a glass of wine at a party. You guys following me? When you deprive yourself of your dreams by choosing to have wine because you don't want to feel deprived in the moment, you will constantly feel disappointed in your life when you carry that disappointment around with you day after day and year after year. So of course it becomes so much easier to say yes to that glass of wine just to get that little hit of pleasure in your life to escape the disappointment you have with your overall life and your inability to say yes to your dreams. So stop it. (laughs) Stop the cycle. I want you guys to do this. Stop saying you are deprived. If you insist on using that word, then use it when you talk about how you are depriving yourself of a life so amazing you don't need to seek joy all the time from a glass or four of wine. Okay. If you notice you are feeling deprived at a party, lean into it. Take a deep breath and notice where in in your body do you feel that vibration. Deprivation is just like all other feelings. It's a subtle vibration that you hold someplace in your body. Find out where you feel it and breathe and relax into it and tell yourself it's okay to feel it. It won't kill you. (laughs) Or as one of my favorite coaches, Corinne Crabtree, likes to say, you aren't going to get pregnant or die. (laughs) Right? The vibration of deprivation is not going to kill you or cause you to have a baby. (laughs) Right? You can handle it. Once you process and breathe through it, tell yourself you're willing to feel a little deprived in the moment over the lack of having a glass of wine, but you are done depriving yourself of living the life you want to live. All right, you guys. Another thing, I'm holding my signature masterclass of the season this coming Sunday. It's called How to Not Overdrink During Hard Times. The link to register is in the show notes. And during that class, after I get done teaching the masterclass, I'm going to be inviting five women to join me in my Stop Over Drinking and Start Living program. If you've been thinking about joining, now is the time to end the deprivation and start feeling fulfilled. It will be application only and the spots are going to go quickly, just like they always do. So if you want to, be ready. (laughs) Talk to whoever you need to talk to about investing in yourself to solve this issue permanently. The cost is what most of my clients spend on a year of alcohol. Okay. If you know you are ready and you want to talk to me privately about joining my program, you can request a 20-minute call by clicking the link in the show notes to request a call to get on my calendar. All right, my friends? I love you all so much. Stay strong. Keep rebelling out there. Just not against your own selves. I love you. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.